You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to give you a quick announcement about a two-day intensive that Cindy is hosting in Tampa, Florida on September 16th and 17th. Are you an entrepreneur who is looking for spiritual and professional guidance from an experienced faith-based coach? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but aren't sure where to start? Do you have big goals, but need help developing a strategic plan? This class could be the catalyst for a lifestyle shift that will affect every area of your life, including your family, your business, and most importantly, increasing your experience of oneness with God. Spots for this event are limited and early bird pricing starts June 1st. You'll want to go to cindy-stewart.com to get more information and get registered for this event today. Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. The word that the Lord has given them is that May is the miracle month. And that we should really set our hearts toward expecting miracles from the Lord. And, and looking for those uh, open doors for the miracles for Him to open for us. We're in a season where we have to be ready in season and out of season, whether we've prepared or whether we aren't prepared. When we're not prepared, he's prepared. When we're prepared, he's still prepared. But we have to be ready in this time, in this season to stop, go, do whatever he's called us to do. That's what I want to talk about, really. I want to talk about us being positioned, us being prepared, and us ready for him to perform his word. So what he's called us to do as we go through that journey with him, he will perform his part as we position ourselves and prepare ourselves to do our part. He always does his part. He's just looking for willing people to do their part. Amen. So we're going to start with Acts 10. Uh, there is a prophetic word that someone gave me that I felt like, well, I had two things. Friday night, I dreamed uh, about preaching, which I do because I preach a lot. So I do dream about it sometimes. But what I dreamed, this is part of the message, that what I dreamed was about us being positioned in the place that we need to be in order for us to do what he's called us to do. And part of it was, that there are different people that have come through the gathering of our 10 years that have been here for a season. And then they've been positioned to opening a church or moving to another state or something like that. There have been people who've been here from the very beginning. Uh, and that's what the dream was about, was how God is going to bring in. Uh, part of it was there was lots of children. And all of a sudden, our children's has tripled so that God is bringing in children because um, it's just that season for kids and uh, older children. But the dream was really about how it was like a chess game, how people were positioned 
Some were positioned back there. Some were positioned in here. Some were transitioning from here to go to a different calling. But how we were all one family, one heart, one body going after the one God who loves us. And that really is our heart. The other word, someone sent me a word from, uh, they're actually from Oklahoma. And I felt like it was a word for us. It wasn't just a personal word for me. But it was um, get ready for door after door after door to open. And we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks about how God is uh, doing this great transfer, how he's, uh, if it's a move of God, he's going to move us exactly where we need to be. So um, she said, when I was praying, I saw a train of dominoes representing doors. And when the first one fell, it opened everything. And I do sense this month, uh, the domino has already started. I don't feel like we're waiting on something. I feel like we've already engaged in what we've been waiting for. And uh, one of the words that we talked about a couple of weeks ago was that things we've been waiting for are starting to be fulfilled. And has anyone else encountered that where they're seeing the things that they've been waiting for starting a fulfillment, uh, starting to uh, come together? Um, Siri didn't quite understand. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to turn that off. Yeah, Siri uh, didn't quite understand. She, she, we're, still, we're still tutoring her on the word. We're still praying for Siri. Um, I don't actually know how to turn it off. You know, it says it is off. I was going to say, maybe someone didn't quite understand. Maybe that was just a prophetic nudge from God. Just know that uh, door after door is to be open. And that the train of dominoes represents the doors that when the first one falls, it'll open everything. And I believe the first one has fallen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about being positioned, prepared, and performed. And the side of the performance is always on God because he's performing his word, what he has promised us to do. And we're going to start in Acts 10. And we're going to talk a little bit about the difference in how each of them prepared Cornelius and Peter. And how it took both their preparation in order for the next thing to happen. And, you know, sometimes we think we're all by ourselves, and that we're the only one doing something or we're the only one who has a vision of what's going on or, or we're the only one. But really what we don't realize is we're a giant chess game for God. He's getting all of us in the right position so that we can help each other get moved. So we can help each other take over the, the darkness that, that is coming against us. To, it, he, we're helping each other be encouraged in the calling that he's given us. Even for those who, how many of you came to Prophetic Night? Oh, okay, almost all of you. So part of that Prophetic Night is to help not only um, build each other up, but to release what God is stirring in you in confirmation and in, in things that we don't understand. In fact, Gene said that uh, uh, he, he, someone had said, uh, someone had said just a one sentence word and he goes, I don't know what that was. But then someone else came and it was just for them. 
So um, anyhow, Acts 10, 1. I've gotten excited, so my brain is like going everywhere. So let's just read the word and see what the word wants to say to us today. 10.1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared the Lord with all his household and gave alms generously to people and prayed to God always. So when we look at at Cornelius, he is positioned. He is a man that has a position not only in the Italian uh, uh, regime, but he also is a leader over a hundred men. A centurion is usually over a hundred men. And his whole household is positioned before God. He is not Jewish. But his heart is positioned toward God. And as he is positioned, he has readied himself for what God has for him. You know, when we position our heart toward God, then we're ready for whatever God brings to us. Because we, our heart is set toward God. Our prayers are set toward God. Our, everything we do is set toward God. So when we encounter him, we're already prepared whether we understand what he's about to do or not. You know, we don't have to understand what God is calling us to do. We just have to take the first step of yes, and everything will begin to unfold as they go. And even with Cornelius, he did not quite understand what was happening. If we go on to read, it says uh, about the ninth hour, which an hour of prayer of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. Can you imagine what that was like? Terrifying, terrifying, I bet. I sh you know, you're, you're, you know, sometimes when those things happen, you're trying to figure out what actually happened, what is going on. But he had prepared his heart not to reject what was coming to him, but to step in to what God had already prepared him for. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Now it's interesting, his prayers and his alms had come up as a memorial before God. You know, I, and I've told this story before, but sometimes our prayers to God are going to come back in an answer that we didn't actually ask for. But God knows exactly what is needed. He is lodging with Simon, uh, a tanner whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. And when the angel of, uh, and when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a, a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. So Cornelius has set in motion one part of the puzzle. Now we've got Peter who has the other part of the puzzle. Verse 9, it says, The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. 
which is also a prayer time. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and, and let down to earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of, of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, and eat. And Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. You know, it's interesting because when he, when the voice came and said, rise, Peter, and eat, Peter recognized it as the Lord's voice. And he's trying to understand what the Lord is saying to him, because what he's saying to him goes against every tradition that he knew. So the Lord was stirring something up in Peter that would cause him to make a decision. You know, when the Lord calls us, we have to make a decision about it. You know, when we read the word, we're like, oh, well, it was Peter. You know, he was the rock. He was this. He was that. No. Every time the Lord calls us, every time the Lord speaks to us, we have to make a decision. Number one, is it the Lord? Number two, do we believe what he's saying to us? How many times have you said, oh, that can't be the Lord. That's got to be just me. Mm -hmm. We when we. As devout followers of Jesus Christ, filled by the Holy Spirit, hear the voice of the Lord. We have to decide what we're going to do with what we hear. And we would love to say we're all in. We're all obedient. We never question. We never doubt. But we have a mind that tries to circumvent out of logic. We have emotions that don't always line up with what the spirit is trying to tell us. And part of what God has trained us, and, and we've talked about this a lot, uh, especially even through our spiritual intelligence, is we're learning how to have the Holy Spirit, our spirit follow the Holy Spirit, and then our emotions and our mind follow them. Because when it's a spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection, and we submit to what the spirit has, then there's clarity as we go forward. So Peter's in his process of trying to decide. Verse 15, and a voice spoke to him again the second time, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. Call common. This was done three times and the object was taken into heaven. Now, when we, when we really think about this, we've got, you know, Cornelius's guys in the wings Peter's having this encounter with God, and then they begin to synchronize together. So let's go uh, to verse um, 17. It says, Now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, 
Three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down. So Peter heard the voice again, and Peter followed the directions of the Holy Spirit. That's a big key. We got to follow the directions of the Holy Spirit. Sounds so easy, doesn't it? Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all nations of Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Now they have come with the full message of Cornelius in two sentences. Very, very succinct. And it's interesting because in those days, the word about a person was like gold. His reputation could be spoken to someone else and it was like gold. They could take that. They could believe that. And so here is Cornelius's people coming to get Peter to bring him back. On the next day, Peter went away with them and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Verse 24, we're going to read a little bit more and then uh, I want to talk about this for a minute. And the, and the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter lifted him up saying, stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. This is a divine setup by God, right? Then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or to go to one of another nation. So Peter was crossing the boundaries of what was lawful. God had prepared him as Cornelius had been prepared. But as two men that are about to bring an agreement with God that will transform Christianity. I mean, it's a frightful, glorious day, right? But God had shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked then, for what reason have you sent me? And then Cornelius goes into his story, which I'm not going to read that because we've already read it. So um, let's, let me just stop for a minute. The key I want us to go away with in this is that there is some divine setups from God for us. We are going to be placed with people that we would not normally have a relationship with. That we would not normally have them in our stream or in our circle or even in our house. But it's because God is breaking down these walls of differences in order to bring together 
this river of revival. And the only way that we're going to be facilitators of that is not only being positioned where we are, because wherever you are is where you are. And you may think, I need to be somewhere else, but you're not. And until you're somewhere else, you've got to be where you are. And you've got to be positioned and prepared. You've got to be joyful over where you are. You've got to decide that this is where I am right now. And God, if you want me to move, you're going to open the door. You're going to reposition me. You're going to move me. But until then, I'm positioned where I am and I'm going to be satisfied where I am until I feel the shift and that open door to move me. Many times we spend so much time being unhappy where we are because we aren't where we want to be that we miss what God's trying to do where we are and we'll never get to where we want to be because we can't receive where we are. We have to embrace where we are. The more we embrace it, the more God will open the door for us to be where he wants us to be. And eventually it'll be where we want to be because where God wants us is where we want to be. I know the last place I wanted to move was Florida. When we lived in Texas, I told Chuck, I said, I got to get back to the south. I'm a southerner. I can't live in Texas. Texas is not the south. I don't let anybody tease you. It ain't the south. It's not. So uh, I said, let's list. We listed 10 cities. We're going to pray about where we're going to live. Florida was the very last city. I'm like, I am fair. I don't want to live in the heat. Oh, wine, wine, wine. So where did we get a job? Florida. I came to Florida. I'm like, this place is great. I didn't think I would. I really didn't think I would like it, but I love it. So many times we're in a place that God has for us and we're dreading it the whole time because we haven't embraced that that's where we're supposed to be, even though for whatever reason we think we're not. And until God makes it clear and begins to unlock the door so we can move to a different position, then we have to find joy where we are. And now I love Florida after we've been here almost 30 years, but I mean, I loved it. We moved here and I was like, this is great. Why was I so resistant? Because <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> that, I'm sure he could tell you all the reasons. Why I was gonna say. But really, when you think about it, it was a preconception in my mind that had overthrown what I was thought I was even willing to do. But when it became the option and we knew that that was the option and we said, yes, it was wonderful. So when God begins to position us or when we're in a position that we're in and we don't like it, say, God changed my heart. Because you're going to use me in this position and I want my heart aligned with you until you decide and the doors open for me to go to the next position. Amen. So change my heart because I'm going to be awesome where I am until I'm not there anymore. So we have to make sure that, you know, Peter's faced with as the leader of the way. 
struggling with his Jewish heritage and the law and being the breaker anointing for God to bring everyone in to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He was the breaker anointing, but he had to be broken before he could break. He had to decide, yes, I'm going to do this. And this is illegal. And you know, they had a whole big fight in Exodus 15 over, over some of these things. The disciples go back and read it. But you know, they, they ended up saying, if it's right by the spirit and it's right by us, we're going to move forward. You know, sometimes we have to be broken in our structure, in what we think in order to be the breaker that God wants to use to bring salvation to the people around us. We have to, and it's hard because my mind is smart and I have ideas and I have thoughts and my mind goes all the time. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, you're my filter because I got a lot of ideas. And I've got a lot of doors I want open. But God, I trust you're going to open the door for this time, for this season. And until you do, I am happy where I am. And I'm going to do what you call. And I'm going to be joyful in the middle of it. And what I can't change, I'm going to embrace. Because you're good. Because you are good. So when we allow ourselves to be positioned and embrace the position, when we allow ourselves the posture of being before God, of really prepared for whatever he has for us, then we allow God to perform what he has spoken over us because we're in the position to receive what he's speaking. Have you ever been out of position when God's trying to get you moved? You're like, get behind me, Satan. You're, he's like, really? Really? Because our mind is so stuck on what we want instead of so pliable in what the Spirit's leading us to go to. Okay. We're going to read a couple other scriptures and then we're going to be done. And I'm sure everybody's going to go to brunch. It's going to be amazing. Right? <laughs> Matt's like, yes, I'm hungry. Okay. So verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all of Judah and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how Jesus, I mean, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And that was transferred to every one of us. Because God has anointed us with the Holy Spirit because of the blood of Jesus, that we go about doing good, healing sick, releasing all who are oppressed by the devil, because God is with us. God is with us. 
And so the culmination of all of this is that in verse 44, it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, all those who heard the word. And those, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many, as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. And probably look around, that's all of us, or at least most of us. For they had heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water? forbid water, that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have, just as we have. So because of Cornelius and Peter, they were positioned, they were prepared to receive the word of God and God performed his word to release Jesus Christ to be received by all who believed, all who believed, and be filled by the Holy Spirit so that the nations could say, Jesus is Lord. Amen? That is a good word. I'm telling you, when, when I read this this morning, I was thinking, you know, you've got two men that you have to get aligned so that you can pour out the Spirit and let all the world be saved. Amen. And I just want to end with this last scripture of Jeremiah because I've referenced it several times. One twelve, it says, um, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it, to fulfill it, to perform it. Amen. Amen. So if you guys will stand, we're going to pray because we're just going to receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit this morning. We're going to receive the uh, positioning that God has for us. We're going to, if we have problems with the position, we're going to turn our hearts to the Lord and let him heal that problem. So God, first of all, I'm just thanking you that you are divine in your, in your plans, that your strategy, even with Cornelius and Peter, shows us that when we're positioned where we need to be, our hearts are prepared and we step in to what your word says, that you perform it. You do what your word says. And so, Lord, I just thank you for that. And Lord, I'm just pouring out a fresh infilling over everyone. That they'll just have a fresh, I've seen water all day long, like a waterfall of the Holy Spirit over them, a, a river bubbling up within them, Lord. God, we just thank you that, that you, are, um, you are our God and earnestly we seek you. God, our body longs for you. Our soul thirsts for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. There is no water but the Holy Spirit that refreshes us, that gives us the peace that we need, the, the outpouring that we need, the ability to hear your voice and clearly perceive that it is you and to go forward in the place that you have for us. So God, we just thank you. Thank you that not only... Have you positioned us where we are in this season, in this time? But we have been prepared. We have prepared our hearts, our minds, our, our bodies to receive all that you want to perform. 
Thank you, Lord. And God, we're thanking you that each day that we wake up and say, yes, Lord, is a day of advancing the kingdom of God in our sphere of influence. So, Lord, we just declare long life over us. We declare clear minds over us. We declare the, the stirring of hunger and desire for you over us. And Lord, our hearts are always, yes, God. Whatever you want, that's what we want. Whatever you say, that's what we'll do. We are partnering with you to bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.